Welcome to the Biblical Plotlines podcast, where we explore the story of Scripture. And from beginning to end, the Bible tells the incredible story of God's redemption throughout history that has culminated in the death and resurrection of Jesus. And as each of the books of the Bible contributes to that larger story, we also see that each individual book has its own unique story to tell. And this is developed by a plotline. I'm your host, Chris King, and in this episode, I sit down with a very special guest that you're going to meet, and we speak about just what a plotline actually is and why it's important to understand and recognize these plotlines as we read scripture, and so we look at a few examples. So sit down, get the coffee on, I suggest a strong filter coffee, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Well, thanks for joining us on this episode, and I'm joined in studio today with a very special guest. Uh, It's actually my wife of almost five years. Can you believe it? Um, Yes. (laughs) I've enjoyed every minute. That's good to hear. I think you have to say that. Uh, Well, let me ask you a question. Who, Who do you like better? Chip and Joanna Gaines, or those property brothers? Ah, Chip and Joanna every time. Ah, it's the shiplap, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, they have better comedy value. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, well, uh, do you have any uh, story you want to tell the audience of maybe... Embarrassing stories? Well, we can leave those out. (laughs) Anything you want to tell them about how we met, maybe? Mm. Well, maybe the first time that we ate dinner together, sort of. <laughs> yes, go on. And uh, we just happened to be sitting beside each other. Um, we were in a group with a group of people. Yeah, there was about 20 people and we, we happened to be beside each other at this Italian restaurant. As coincidence, we were sitting next to each other. And you at the time, you know, since marriage, have put on a couple of pounds. But at the time, you were really skinny. Okay. Very tall and thin. And you ordered this big calzone pizza. And I was like, oh, you're never going to finish that. And about two minutes after we began eating, I look across... And the whole calzone pizza is demolished. That's right. But you left a little sprig of basil. So yeah. I took it off your plate and ate it. And I think that was when we both knew I felt so comfortable to eat your basil. Yes. That it must be love. I left it there to see it. It was a test. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> if she eats my basil, that's it. it. She's the one. It was your Gideon's fleece. That's right. <laughs> and she did it. Okay, well... Why are you here? Why are we in studio right now? I think you needed to have a female perspective on your program. That's right. That's right. More balanced. That's what we need. Okay. Less boring. Thank you. (laughs) Do you know anything about a plot? What a plot is? A general plot? Yes. Uh, the, The theme of a film or theme of a... Yes, Book? yes, that that's it, that's it. That's where we're going to talk. We're, we're just going to give an intro to what, um, really what the podcast is about. It's called Biblical Plotlines. 
And the purpose of it is to find the plot of the books uh, within the Bible. Right. Um, so getting to know wh- what a plot is, what that actually means is important. It's something we, you know, we see it every day when you watch a TV show or when you watch a film or you read a book, mm-hmm. you know, e- each, each of these different things we watch or read, they all have a plot to it, don't they? It's, it's right. sort of the purpose behind it, the message it wants to get across. And so uh, that's how we see the books of the Bible. Um, of course, the the whole Bible as one book has has a plot. It's the story of God's salvation from beginning to end. And of course, that all comes together, culminates in Jesus and what his, he's done, his death and resurrection to bring about God's salvation. And then we ultimately look for the consummation of that, which comes to its conclusion in the book of Revelation. So it's this one enclosed story that has a plot line running through it. Mm-hmm. Um but we also see uh, in the books of the Bible, the individual books have their own little mini stories that they want to tell. And sometimes that can get lost when we read the whole Bible. Uh, we just, you know, we move from book to book, especially in the Old Testament. We move from one book to the next. And we don't consider that, uh, although they're, they're continuing one story, they each have their own little story to tell. Uh, and so um, just like, if you think of it like a film, Mm-hmm. Um, you want to get to the bottom of what is the story, the story it's trying to tell. What's the message it's trying to get across to me? Uh, so that that's really, really important to keep in mind because it really helps you understand what that book is going to be all about. It really unlocks the meaning. Once you get what the plot is, all of a sudden it's going to unlock the meaning behind each of the stories that's, that's in that book. It has a, a unifying effect to it. Uh, and so that that's that's really what a plot does. Um, Absolutely, it's different from an overview. I don't know if you've seen or heard uh, if people give like a, a Bible book overview, um, right? At like the beginning of a study Bible or something. Yes, yeah, It'll give give you an overview. Um, these can be helpful things. Like the Bible Project does that. Their their books of the Bible. Uh, videos. They'll give this this great sweeping overview. It kind of gives you what the book looks like from from a high view of it, mm-hmm. um, and so it kind of summarizes it. But but a plot is different than that, isn't it? Like if you think about it in terms of a like a film, mm-hmm. if you just sort of summarize what the film is about or give an overview of a of a of a movie. Uh, it's going to be different than telling someone the plot. Like if you give an overview of uh, like a Mission Impossible movie, you know, it, you could tell someone that, okay, what's that movie about? What happens in it? Uh, summarize it. Well, it's Tom Cruise like blowing up a bunch of people. Like it's, you know, uh, that's that's what happens the whole movie. But you're like, yeah, but what, why is he doing that? What's the purpose of it? Right. And really that, that why. Is there any purpose why no, Tom Cruise blows no. up things? Those Mission Impossible <laughs> movies, they don't really have a plot anyway. Uh, it's just the action. Uh, but the, there's sort of the why behind it. Why are they doing that? If, if you say, well, you know, this film is about him trying to, stop these bombs from going off you know uh all of a sudden okay that sets it up you see that happen at the beginning they seal the bomb he's then on the mission that is impossible which he always does it so it isn't impossible but he uh is 
that that's what the plot is. It drives the plot. Each thing that's going to happen after that throughout the movie is going to be about him trying to get these bombs back. And so that's really the plot of it. And so um, th there's two different aspects to that. So like a summary overview or what is just the, the real plot of it. Yeah, the general theme. Yes. And so once you figure that out, all of a sudden it's going to tie all the, the stories in together. Right. So you can be halfway through a movie and you're like, okay, well, like what's what's going on? I'm totally lost. You know, if you have the plot in mind, uh, then you're going to know, okay, wait, that this is connected to that somehow. And sometimes yeah. we get lost in films because, well, either we don't know the plot or the movie hasn't really made it clear or it just doesn't have a plot. I don't know. Or you're falling asleep because you've had two kids up all night. <laughs> that's right. Where are our children at the minute? Uh, uh, fast asleep, I that's hope. That's right. That's right. <laughs> It's a beautiful thing. But so that that's sort of the general idea of what a plot is all about. Um, and we see an example of this, like if we're thinking of examples, especially in the Old Testament, in our previous episodes, I spoke with uh, the Bible legend and scholar Desmond Alexander, uh, just on the book of Genesis. And the, mm -hmm. the book of Genesis, that's an easy one. It really lays out a clear plot. You know, it's right at the very beginning. It's Genesis 3.15 where it talks about the, the offspring. There's going to be the offspring of the woman and he's going to uh, defeat the offspring of the serpent, right? Mm -hmm. uh, not without getting hurt himself, uh, but he will, he will overcome and overpower uh, the, the, the offspring of the serpent. And so Genesis 3.15 forms this little mini plot mm -hmm. that we see play out throughout the book of Genesis. It, obviously, it continues throughout the whole Bible. It is fulfilled in Jesus. But even within the book of Genesis itself, uh, there's that self-contained plot that uh, this is what just the book of Genesis is all about. And so you're going to find uh, the offspring is the main theme throughout just the book of Genesis mm -hmm. with Abraham and then the stories of his, well, uh, of Isaac and then of Jacob. There's always these uh, controversial things that happen around the birth of, of these children. And so... Uh, you, you see that as the main uh, plot line that ties the whole book of Genesis together. And each of these books, like you would any other book or film, they all have a conclusion, don't they? They right. all have this, this climax. And the book of Genesis is a clear example of that because um, although it continues on throughout the rest of the Bible, uh, the book of Genesis has its own climax. It's, it's the story of Joseph. When you really think about it, there, there's a lot of uh, time given to Joseph, talking about Joseph, and he's really presented as the, as in part the the fulfillment of God's promise of that seed. He's the one who, uh, well, he doesn't give in to the serpent. He doesn't uh, give in to the evil. He's he's really presented as this um, this blameless figure in, in a lot of ways. You know, he doesn't um, give in to temptation. And all these things are thrown at him, but but he, he never gives in. And yet he goes downward, doesn't he? He goes mm -hmm. to, to uh, Egypt, and then he goes to prison. And uh, so he, he keeps going lower and lower, but yet uh, he, he never gives in to evil. And he eventually then is exalted, and he becomes the, the prime figure of who uh, God promised to Abraham as the seed who would bless all the nations, um, as he's the one in that exalted position in Egypt, uh, he brings the blessing to all the nations. And so in a lot of ways, he is that, that figure of, of the promised seed. Um, and a lot of people think that 
you know, he's just sort of uh, a, a picture of it, uh, of what the Messiah would be like, because, um, you know, the, the Messiah doesn't come through his line. But uh, as we heard about in our previous episodes with Desi, mm-hmm. you know, he wants to argue that actually um, the, the seed may have actually been uh, originally was intended to go through the line of Joseph. And it's not until later on in the story, in the stories of First uh, and Second Samuel, that you see uh, the line of Joseph becomes more and more corrupt and then it gets passed over and then moves on to the line of Judah. It really? moves on to David. Yeah. So um, th- th- that's that's one line of argumentation. But uh, but within the book of Genesis itself, um, you know, J- Joseph is the climax to the promised seed that would overcome the serpent and bring God's blessing to the nations. And of course, he, he dies, and then uh, the seed keeps moving on until we mm. get to Jesus to the the true fulfillment. But uh, th- that's a good way of thinking of it. Uh, each book has that beginning. Uh, where it sets out a plot and then uh, and then it plays out and is carried on through the stories and the narratives of that book. And then there's this climactic event. Um, and so we see, you know, as, as we look at different books, you know, we, although they carry on the same story, it's significant just to consider that uh, they are a, a different book in and of itself. And so you kind of have to wonder why, like, well, why is Genesis its own book? Mm-hmm. And then Exodus, and then Leviticus, and so on. Like, why aren't they just one one book? You know, um, they were made into these individual books, and so it's it's important to keep that in mind that each each book has its own story to tell, mm-hmm. and and you can see that when you go into reading Genesis, and then you go to the book of Exodus, it continues the same story, but yet they have different plots. Mm-hmm. They're completely different stories in a, in a sense. It's no longer about following the offspring, the promised offspring child. Uh, that kind of gets moved moved to the side of it. And it's now about the deliverance of the people of Israel, the exodus and God coming in the end to dwell with, with the people of Israel. And so it continues on each book by book. Right. It's just like a sequel of a previous book, like the Lord yes, of the Rings that's trilogy. It. That's it. Uh, it's a sequel. And the Lord of the Rings, I mean, that's a great example. These are, uh, you know, it's 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 a series of books. There's three of them, well, plus The Hobbit. Um, and if you're talking films, then there's, what, six of them uh, for some reason. <laughs> but um, Nothing to do with money. No. Uh, so, so those books, you know, they have one main plot, but yet there's three individual books. And and three individual movies, and each one has their own sort of beginning, middle, and end right. conclusion. Uh, and so uh, th- that even helps us to consider uh, what the Bible looks like, because obviously there's one, just like the Bible, there's one over, arching over theme. Arching mm-hmm. theme, yeah. So, uh, I mean, w- what does this matter? I don't know. Is that not what you're meant to tell me? Yes, I think so. <laughs> well... I have noticed throughout the Old Testament that uh, although the book of Genesis, that's it's a it's almost kind of an easy one. Like yeah, it's laid out Genesis three fifteen, the seed of the woman. Um, but I've really noticed that throughout the Old Testament, a lot of these Old Testament books really lay out their plot. Uh, you have to look for it though. You have to look for it. It's not like uh, they you know hold out these 
these red flags like this is it this is it, it i mean yes and no it's it's kind of it's kind of obvious but but you you do have to be aware of it uh so but but i i have noticed as i've been been studying this and really looking through uh the different books of the bible that so many of the old testament books really have this plot laid out within the first few chapters and uh it, i th- I think in a lot of ways it is more obvious than than you might than you might Imagine. think. Yeah. yeah. And uh yeah, so I think it's it's really helpful that the the authors of the Bible really have these indicators that are kind of like tune into this, you know, clue in, be aware, like this is it. Uh so I think that's hopefully what we're going to try to look through in this podcast is kind of recognize these these plots that that happen that are laid out for us or indicated by the authors somewhere around the beginning first few chapters at least and then see how that traces through the 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 rest of that book mm-hmm. and try to find some sort of climax to it yeah i mean i think it's a really helpful thing to go over because when you're reading especially through the old testament i mean the new testament is easier to read because it's much more practical but reading through the old testament especially if you're a new believer you don't have much background knowledge already it's really difficult to see the wood for the trees and you can get lost in all of the details and not see the whole point of it all and then it becomes less interesting and you don't get as much from it Mm. yeah absolutely I think that's what a lot of, uh, hopefully this podcast is going to be a big help for that because the Old Testament especially is so hard to grasp and get into and you're sort of wading into really deep waters. It's hard mm-hmm. to understand, okay, what's going on? Where am I? You're somewhere in the middle of like Second Kings and you're like, what is going on? You know, how far have I read? What is happening at this point? Right. But I think... If we grasp a few simple concepts, uh, not making it too complex, like you have to know uh, every little detail of, of each book to really understand it. It's not it's not like that. I think if you're just aware of a few different things, you, you have a few tools in your belt mm-hmm. for each book. Uh, you know, you don't have to know what that whole book is about. If you just see maybe, okay, what's going on? You're aware of a few things in each book. It's really going to help you read that book as you go through it. It's going to unlock uh, a lot of just the the stories that you're reading, the meaning behind all these uh, stories, why it's included, mm-hmm. why it's there, and uh, it's. I think it's just going to really help your 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 own reading of the Old Testament rather than just confusing you. Right. Ma- making it just simple and accessible. Yeah, and letting letting the Lord speak to you through it and deepen your relationship ultimately with Christ, which is what we are looking to do when we're reading the Bible. It's not just to learn more about it, but to to enhance our relationship with the Lord. Yes, absolutely. That that's you know why they're written. They're written for a message, a message for us as we read it. God wants to speak to us something from that that book. Uh, Wherever we're reading in Scripture, God wants to speak to us, and so having just that better understanding of what it is he's trying to say, uh, just a little bit of a deeper deeper understanding and knowledge of it is really, really going to help. But I think uh, a great example of this is when you're reading through the books of uh, uh, First and Second Samuel and First and Second Kings, 
And then when you finish those books, you come into the book of First and Second Chronicles, which uh, is is really just one one book in the Hebrew Scriptures. Right. And and it seems like you're just reading like a Re- repeat. A repeat. Yeah. Yes. You're just like, oh, I, j- I just read all that. Like, uh, <laughs> and then most people just skip over it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're just kind of like, why, why would I read it again? Like, it was kind of boring the first time. The David parts were, were pretty exciting. But then you get, you get into a bunch details. of like kings and you're just like, okay, uh, like moving on now. Mm-hmm. I already read all that. But that is a great example of, of these differing plot lines because mm-hmm. uh, although you're reading the same stories, they actually have a very different plot and message they're trying to tell you. And so it, it's it's interesting that when you see what, what they're trying to say um, and why they're saying certain things, like, like the book of Chronicles, when it talks about David... Uh, David is very uh, a very g- great, outstanding character in it. He's very uh, almost blameless in it, mm. and you can almost think like, okay, did they were they trying to like leave a few things out the story of David? Uh, no, that's Cover not up it. The bad parts. Yeah, you know, they're trying to give you the the children's version of it. You know, um, obviously incidents with Bathsheba. They they know. They know that you know about that. Like they're they're very aware of that. Um, so so obviously they're they're doing something with their story, with their portrayal of David mm. and what he's doing, and the focus uh, of of David's actions in the books of Chronicles, um, where there's such a strong focus of him being this temple builder, the builder of the temple. Although of course it's Solomon who builds the temple. Mm-hmm. But there's such a, this strong emphasis of this uh, portrayal of David as this immaculate king who who builds the temple of God, or at least does everything he can to really uh, help Solomon build it. But he's kind of the one who's like the really the the builder. Yeah, he gets everything ready for him to then just complete the yeah yeah the finished article. And so there's this portrayal of David and even the rest of the kings. Mm-hmm. That really sends a different message. It sends this message of hope. Whereas when you read through the book of Kings, uh, it sends kind of the opposite message. It's pretty <laughs> much like, yeah, all these kings are catastrophic failures. And uh, then it just goes downhill from there. Right. So, uh, it, yeah, the, the, that's a great example of just the differing plot lines of even within the same stories, you're reading the same histories, right. same stories, but in two different books, mm-hmm. they have a completely different message to say to us. Mm-hmm. And so they have a completely different plot within those. And so I think it's really helpful as we go through some of these Old Testament books and, uh, of course, some some New Testament books, uh, hopefully as well. Uh, it's really going to help us to just to just deepen our understanding a little bit more to help us unlock some of those passages and uh, just get to know the, the Old Testament books and to see that it's not as as daunting as maybe it's made out to be or as yeah. we can think it is. Um, I think the Old Testament is something that most people just don't want to sort of tread into. It's uh, very scary, very complex, and you're just kind of like, I just don't get it. I'll start with Jesus, the Gospels, and just read, read from there. Or you start with the best intentions and start with Genesis, and a lot of people, you know, you'll fall by the wayside once you get to Leviticus or... Numbers. 
Yes, that's right. You're halfway through the laws and you're like, okay, uh, I'm moving Getting on nothing from this back to Philippians. That's right. <laughs> that's can't, not what I do. <laughs> can't go wrong with that. I like the one year Bible. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, th- I think this is ho- hopefully going to be a, a great help for people. And uh, just getting to know those plot lines a little bit better is one step towards uh, making that happen. Well, that is all for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And please come back again as we make our way through the different books of the Bible. And if you liked this podcast, please share it with others who might also like it. For more information, please visit the website at biblicalplotlines.com. The theme music for this episode is provided by Josh Mahood. So thanks for joining us. And until next time, keep reading your Bibles. <laughs>